Oh my god. I think we're back doing another thing. Isn't that right, Corey? Yeah, we're here. Back by popular demand? Or by sheer spite? For all three of you out there. Yeah, it's either popular demand or sheer spite. I haven't decided yet. Maybe right now, it feels healthy, like spite. Right. Maybe a healthy blend of both. Because if you're not doing something with just a little bit of spite, is your heart really in it? I don't think so. Is that why I get high? Because I'm spiteful? Sweet, I have a reason. <laughs> whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night. Well, I mean, hi. Yeah, that kind of really does. Okay, so you know what? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm Nancy. We're back doing a thing. We are. I pried myself away from Crypt of the Necrodancer long enough to uh, do a thing. I've actually been watching Game of Thrones. Now that the I hype is... Party. I know, right? Now that the hype is like sizzled out a little bit and I can just like enjoy it without people plaguing me about questions of like episodes. So, do you know it's how nice. it ends? I do know how it ends because in the day Never of the mind. internet, there's no such thing as spoilers. Or no spoilers. So... And if I'm like eight seasons behind, technically, like when I start watching something, it's my own fault. But I don't really care. I've been watching Lucifer. I do need to watch that. That's that's next on my radar. I did finish Good Omens. I say, actually, speaking of that, how'd you like it? I loved it. I think so. This would be like a good just little. Way to warm up today, because... Yeah, we were talking about trying to find something to lead with today. I think we found it. I think we did. So, good omens. So, I, I honestly, I think it was just, it was so well done. And I think the six, is it six episodes? Six or seven episodes that it, it is? Six. Yeah, six. I think that's like the perfect amount of content for what was given to us. Like... It kept a good pace throughout the entire, you know, the the entire series. David Tennant was a fantastic devil <laughs> in every sense of the word. Um, and I just I liked how I liked how they did it. He was only a demon. He wasn't the devil. Benedict oh, Cumberbatch was the devil. This is true. <laughs> so we so now we have rude uh, to the English acting code. There really are only like six of them. Right. So, you know, they keep they keep the cast light. So now we have Benedict Cumberdoodle and David Grohl as devils, you know. So we got that going for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I like honestly, I like how it started, too, where it's just like people thought this was the beginning. That's wrong. People thought this was the beginning. That's wrong. I'm just like kind of like debunking all of that and like the way it melded like religious history with like actual history was nice. Yeah, it was good. Um, I like the way it was done. It was shot well. Um, the story was told very well. People are clamoring for a sequel. We know that's not going to happen. No, I don't want one. I think it was packaged in a neat little bow. Now, I mean, there's also, like, I would love more, like, content just between um, Michael Sheen. Right? 
is the other. Yeah, maybe between him and like more of the angel side. Yeah, I mean, like I, I just want to watch, you know, Michael Sheen and David Tennant just do more things. <laughs> like the entire episode where they were just doing stuff together was my favorite episode. <laughs> and like, I just, I just want more of that. I don't really need any more context. I know that they're best friends, even though they claim not to be. And, and yes, yeah. they're best friends, though they claim not to be. And Which is funny. Like, it's like, I don't need your help, and they always need each other's help. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm not going to help you. I'm never going to... And I, I like the little, the little threat that... Um, goodness, I just need to remember their actual, like, character names. It's been a long week. Rowley or Aziraphale? Aziraphale, yeah. I've, I've got everything I need pulled up now. Um, I like that Aziraphale told Crowley, he's like, if you do this, I'm never speaking to you again. And like, you just saw like the look of like, no, don't do that. But then also like, I think you're bluffing. <laughs> I just want to talk a moment about how from the ring of hell around fire or the ring of fire around London, the hellfire that came up and he just drove through it. That was probably a really cool scene toward the end. Just Crowley and just not caring about his car. See, and I like the, the narration that came with it, where it's just like, there's one thing that Crowley has that other demons don't, and that's imagination. Because right now, he's imagining that his car is not burning on fire and on the brink of breaking down. <laughs> and that's, like, the only reason that car made it as far as it did. <laughs> Sheer will and determination, yes. Yes. And can we also talk about, like, all the queen that he listens to? And just... How wonderful it just made everything. And I, I think the Queen songs that they selected for it was. Yeah. yeah. You know, because we I mean, like you got all the classics like you, you can't can't beat that. But they were just they were so well done. And like timed right, I think. Yeah, they fit the moods of the scenes that they were played in very well. There's a Queen song for every occasion. You heard it, you heard it here first, folks. So is there anything that you didn't like about Good Omens? Um, I'd have to think for a moment on that, really. Um, it was shot well. I wish we'd have gotten more from Gabriel, while I understand he wasn't really involved in the book too much. It would have been nice to see a few more interactions just to not waste John Hamm's presence in the story. But he was the there to buy got... per pornography. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pornography. Oh, best, best line of the whole thing. It's like, Yes, I'm here. And I know you by pornography discreetly. Shall we go into another room? Yes, like, and then, haha, silly humans. So, so easily distracted. <laughs> so easily fooled. I was crying. Well, aside from, from that, I do feel the ending ended up being a little more rushed. I think if they had one more episode, they could have told it out a little bit better. Yeah, because they're like, and then they did like the whole like, this is everything that happened. And then, like, it was like, oh, oh, okay. 
Yeah, but the way it wrapped up was just, it seemed a little rushed to me. Um, I think one, I think it could, maybe a seventh episode that could have used that time more wisely. Right, especially because, like, the rest of the episodes were paced out so well, like well, I had said. And, you know, definitely it is the story of Crowley and Aziraphale, but when it comes to the side when it shows Adam and the the witch, it doesn't, you know, the witch almost seems like a wasted character to me. Yeah, like, we, like, I think the witch kind of sets up, like, the precursor of, like, oh, this stuff is going to happen, and, like, it also kind of justifies some of the weirder things that happen too. And she, you know, like tying like two worlds together of like, you know, the, or I guess technically three well, from the demons and the angels. And then like, you know, the mortal realm where people are, you know, where witches are able to make these predictions. Yeah. And it sets it up to where if they wanted to do more, they could. I just don't right. think they will. I don't think so. And I, I do feel bad for the hellhound. <laughs> poor dog. I know, poor dog. In case anyone's wondering, the actual dog's name is Dog. Yeah, it's Dog. The hellhound dog. Yep. <sighs> and he, he was a beautiful, like, great Dane at the beginning. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good dog right there. And then it, you know, as soon as he was named Dog, it was like this little, like, runt. I was like, oh. Yeah, you know, I'd say if I had to rate it, I would rate it a Yoshi out of five. I'll still broken it. I'll I'll still broke ass, stupid ass, cloud ass Jared's rating system for that one. Yoshi, a Yoshi out of five. A Yoshi out of five. I don't want to oh. give it a real rating. It was good. Watch it if you want to watch it. Like if it's your type of thing to watch things like that, watch it. If, Even if it's not, it's a good ride. Like. Yeah, it's a good ride and enjoy it. It may not be your cup of tea, but give it a shot. I, I really liked it. But then again, I really do like David Tennant. <laughs> yes. I've seen a lot of his work. I've seen a lot of his post-doctor work now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still liked him as Barty Crouch Jr. too. I thought he was w- really well cast in that, even though it was like the smallest role on the face of the planet. Well, just that was like that pre-Doctor is. Who, David Tennant. I know. Harry Potter's old now. <laughs> I mean that wasn't long before Doctor Who, but that was still before Doctor Who. Like David Tennant. I think that I think that helped him get the role, honestly. I don't think so. There's a whole story behind his casting, and part of it is that he turned that when they first cast the first guy in it was because he was shooting another show for the showrunner. So the guy who ran Doctor Who and brought it back originally wanted David Tennant, but he was busy filming another show. And when he became oh. unbusy in the original and the ninth Doctor Christopher Eccleston left, they cast him in it. Got you. And now, like, isn't he dating, like, someone that's related to a doctor or played his a doctor? Wife, his wife is the daughter of the guy who played the fifth doctor. Okay. See, I knew there was, like, also, like, a connection. It's like, he really liked, like, you know, he liked the Doctor Who franchise. And Look, there's a lot of connections there. That's also the woman who played the doctor's daughter in an episode of his called The Doctor's Daughter. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Her name, <laughs> her name was Jenny. She was the doctor's daughter. She was born from gene sampling. Oh, Okay. It's a good episode, actually. It sounds I need to like it. I mean, David Tennant's run. That's it. I'm watching Doctor Who. There you go. Didn't take much to push you there, huh? Well, I just finished the. I'm almost done with the run of Capaldi. I have literally got one episode left until I could start the thirteenth Doctor. I just haven't gotten there yet, or the twelfth Doctor. No, she's thir. She's thirteen. 
Not yeah, she's the thirteenth. Because Tenet was the tenth, so she's the thirteenth. Yes. Okay. And I haven't seen her episodes yet, but I will watch them. Thirteenth final answer. <laughs> you know, while we're talking about TV shows, I want to talk about two real quick because okay. they both come back at the same time. Okay. We got My Hero Academia season four coming on October twelfth. In the videos up, the trailers up for its new season premiere, and you've got Shigeki no Soma uh, Food Wars fourth plate coming up at the same month, same time. Fall core looking hype, and that trailer came up actually like forty minutes before we recorded. Oh, that's fantastic! So and we have we'll have some trailers to post, which will be fun. I'm not gonna lie, Food Wars I'm worried about because the same studio doing One Punch Man season two is doing this, and that looks like a dumpster fire. See, and the whole point of Food Wars is for, like, the aesthetic to be nice, to, like, make you really hungry while looking at all the, that food that they, well, that they make. Between the <laughs> se- last season of Food Wars ending and now, I've watched a lot more animation breakdown videos on different series to actually look at what animation's considered in, in anime. Because you can tell in, you know, watching our cartoons growing up if it was really well done or not. You could tell. But anime, a little trickier, you know? Um, yeah, different... The whole art like style between styles. series are different, and the way they draw their characters to begin with are different than the way most Americans draw their proportions. So now that I've learned and I've watched, I'm scared. Um, but my hero looking hype. We got Overkill coming, or, or sorry, Overhaul art coming. It's going to be good stuff. Get to see the top three heroes, and one of them's power is to slip between... He like can slip in and out of... like. It's weird. He can slip between cellular levels of things. Interesting. So then he can hang out with mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell? Kind of, but kind of not. Um, Watch the end <laughs> of the last season to figure that out. But I just wanted to touch on that real quick. No, that's fine. Um, We're going to get you caught up on both shows so we can do breakdowns about them before this season. Like We'll do a whole breakdown on both of them in one special and get you to watch it all the way through. I think you'd enjoy the ride, on, at least on Food Wars of the Ride. My Hero, I think you've seen some of. I've, I've seen a few episodes of My Hero, and then I think I've seen like the first episode of Food Wars, and I really liked it. A lot happened that first episode, but I really enjoyed it, and the food looked amazing, and it made me so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Not an ad, maybe an ad, could be an ad. Hashtag maybe, hashtag sponsor me, please. But go go use Verve. <laughs> Verve, for all your anime needs. <sighs> well, so... I mean, it's good stuff, Verve. <laughs> got good stuff. Plus, it's got classic Nicktoons on it. Look, not an ad, but it's got classic Nicktoons, classic Boomerang. I've been watching Looney Tunes on it and Courage the Cowardly Dog, Kids oh, Next Door's on it Cowardly. now. Oh yeah, we did we did binge quite a few episodes of Codename Kid ne- Next Door the last time I was over, I mean, which I, was awesome. Hashtag not an ad, but hashtag freakazoid. <laughs> Runs around in underwear. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Can't say anymore without getting copyrighted. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. <laughs> Check out our cool podcast. We're not breaking laws. <laughs> okay, I'm done. okay, we're cutting you off there. Um. So, parody, but I think the lyrics. Yeah, it counts. It's it's covered under uh, parody laws. So, um, <laughs> what do we want to talk about next? Do we want to talk about both of these things are going to concern Animal Crossing? <sighs> 
So let's get the I, sad news out of the way. My boy's out of a job. Or Mr. Rossetti. I autosave. Fuck. You know, I actually don't like the fact that it's getting autosave. Right. They they took a hardworking man who cared about your save file and the integrity of your gameplay. And they oh, just no, took fuck that Mr. Rossetti. He's a dick, but <laughs> I know. Oh, fuck Rossetti. He's a dick. If I want to reset my game for my progress, let me. And how dare you, Nintendo, for taking that option out? What if I didn't <laughs> want to plant that there and then I tear it down and I lose my flower? Now you're going to make me spend bells instead of a hard reset and just listen to this mole bitch at me about life choices. <laughs> you can't you know, reset life, to Corey. Mr. Ros- you know, if I want to listen to Mr. Rossetti yell at me and then threaten to erase my game file and reset my GameCube because he could and give children anxiety, which is why they're actually taking him out of the game more than likely. Mm-hmm. Bad move, Nintendo. Rossetti did nothing wrong. He was trying to alert me that I'm a horrible person who didn't accept the choices they made in life. But guess he what? was the parent that we were always ignoring. Animal Crossing's a video game. I can make those choices. And I can right. suffer the consequences of angry mole man yelling at me. Or his brother. His brother sometimes would show up when he was too mad. Oh, wow. So he would bring in reinforcements? Oh, yeah. Don Rossetti. He was cool. He was smooth talking. <laughs> Like, listen here, man. You know what? No. I'll only accept this if if Rossetti is the next DLC character for Smash. Oh, that would be great. And then, like, his his final Smash is, like, he resets the stage, but everyone's, like, knocked out, and he's just standing there. So he it's like nothing happens. the stage, and no one's there. Yep. That like, would be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to start this hashtag. Look for it later. Retweet Rossetti for Smash. We're starting it. Let's go. Let's go. Or, or we're just going to piggyback onto who else has started it by now. Because, I mean, we got Banjo and Smash. We can get Rossetti. We did get Banjo and Smash, and it was awesome. So. I'm hype. Now I got to go play re- replay Banjo-Kazooie. Right. I'll be doing See, that now- soon. I have it on my 360. I bought Ooh, that remake. Nice. Very, very nice. I'll probably get my hands on it just to, like, Warm me up, just like I've been playing Breath of the Wild again, just to kind of like get me back in the world a little bit. Have you ever played Banjo-Kazooie? I've played it, but only ever at friends' houses. That was one of the ones that I could never get my hands on, but anytime I went to a friend's house, I played it with them. I, I, I put so many hours into that game as a kid, because I just wander around levels and do what I wanted. Anyway. Hmm. So, and I think one of the reasons, so I think Mr. Rossetti has something to do with our other Animal Crossing news. Was that uh, Nintendo's market value dropped by a billion dollars after their announcement of delaying it? So really not Mr. Rossetti's fault, but like we all know it's because of Mr. Rossetti being honest here. (laughs) Woo, an expected stock drop because they delayed the most anticipated game of the year. Woo. We all saw this. I, I can't really sit here and say we all saw this coming because... Most people don't notice things and trends in the industries like this, but they tend to lose money when things are delayed. I mean, if you look, Microsoft stock went up more than likely because they announced the next generation console. Right. Is people... Things like this happen in industry events. Stock goes up and down immediately following it. I mean, to be fair, Nintendo won E3. Let's just be honest. Yeah, they, they brought the most to the table. They got the most hype. We're still talking ex- about... And Stuff. I will explain that a little bit later in the podcast. We'll talk about who we thought on E3. Spoiler, I just told you mine. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, I'm kind of on the same boat. But um, I have some strong opinions, why? That's fair. So, I can tell you who lost E3. 
Sony, because they didn't show up. <laughs> Sony didn't lose E3. Sony pulled a Nintendo at, on E3. Everyone takes a takes a I, page out of Nintendo Senpai's book. That's Ubisoft lost E3, in my opinion, but we'll get we'll go into that. We'll get into that. Um, but just but, in case anyone's wondering, Nintendo their stock is normalized again. It was you know the rush decision to pull and. Everyone's like, oh, we're kind of dumb. But anyone that was able to hop in on that that purchasing train, you know, was probably feeling a little bit better about themselves. Nintendo as a company has been around for 132 years. I don't think this is a big thing to panic about. <laughs> no, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna break them. If they could if they could survive, you know, the Wii U gamepad and <laughs> Look, various if they could survive an era of making Hanafuda cards and 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 sex hotels. To make video games, they can survive a delay in a game. Yeah. And it's not like the Sonic movie delay either, where like they have to totally scrap everything and start over. It's just it's not Metroid Prime sure 4. Yeah, it's not Metroid Prime mm-hmm. 4, which last year they announced was basically being scrapped and started over. Right. And then showed us nothing this year. So keep that thought with you. So it happens. This is Nintendo we're talking about. Let them do their thing. They gave look at Breath of the Wild was announced for a 2015 release and came out two years later. And it also looked nothing like the original release trailer. And <laughs> they like, also decided last minute to port it to the Switch when Nintendo started developing it, which is part of the reason it was delayed so long and part of the reason for the stylistic changes in it. Mm-hmm. But, but Either way, we got Breath of the Wild, which was Look a fantastic game. Look what we got from game. that. Let them delay games. I'm sure Animal Crossing is going to be everything I want it to be, or it's going to be horrible. One or the other. There's nothing in between. Yeah, we're still going to buy it. They're still going to get our money. <laughs> buying Mario Maker comes out in about, a, in what, 12 days, and I have to get it online and pre-order that on Amazon so I can have it shipped here for lunch day. Yeah, there you go. See, I just got to walk into my Best Buy, and I'll have it because... Apparently, in my area, no one buys video games, so I don't even have to worry about it. Oh, I could probably <laughs> go up to my local GameStop and buy it, but I really don't want to. That requires you leaving your house. And Pass who it all wants the time. I just don't like going to... I just like going to GameStop. I have an aversion to oh. them for most things. I don't mind going and buying used games, but when the price of their used games is more expensive than buying a digital copy of the game, brand new, there's a problem. <sighs> Okay, I want to have a little side note to GameStop, because apparently GameStop has 100% bought ThinkGeek now. Oh yeah, um, hey, 50% sale going on on their website. Yeah, so get all your geeky needs. and I To mean, be fair, GameStop has owned ThinkGeek for a number of years now. They're just consolidating operations into one building. Yeah. It's, and absorbing it's been, the banner under the, under the GameStop name. Yeah, so anything that you liked about ThinkGeek, like even like currently where it was still getting more and more like GameStop, it's all just going to be out the window because i stopped shopping there a long time ago but you bought socks from them not too long ago i bought socks from gamestop on clearance and she didn't ring me up for like a pair for the pair of dragon ball socks i bought because i was nice to her see and she's the sole reason why gamestop is doing as bad like and the only reason i say (laughs) is because i was nice to her is it was me her manager other guy hitting on and we just I just kind of walked up and said hey I'd like to buy these things and it gave her a reason to get away and we chatted for a few minutes and I complimented her hair apparently yeah, she, as she a, was dying at green 
<laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder how that turned out. Cause, I don't know. Like, I actually should probably go back and find out. See, perfect opportunity. You can get Damn Mario it, Maker Mario pre-order. Maker. There you go. And you get to see if she got green hair. Win-win. Thing is, That's if I go it. pre-order it, they're going to try to push me to go to the release of the game by the house that I don't actually like to go to. I was like, no, I'll just pick it up in the morning. Like, you'll be fine. Like, because you're not really going to stay up. I mean, you stay up late anyway, but like, eh, is, or is that something you're really going to do? Probably not. No, I don't do midnight releases anymore. If I'm going to do any of Pokemon and only if, only if Ulron. Oh, that's his podcast name, by the way. Ulron. Ulron. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> anyway, so, much more to talk about. Yes, we do. So maybe we should talk about since we're still like on Nintendo, we should talk about uh, Wulu and Peta. I, I ain't gonna say all right, all right, all right. I ain't gonna say Peta's stupid, <laughs> but but <Pita's> stupid <laughs> to not know what it takes to care for an animal's basic needs. Number one, to be and in, in, in advocate for their ethical treatment. But number two, it's a fucking video game. Right. Like, it's it's a fucking digital creature that's not a real sheep. Yeah. You're getting mad has... at this, and yet you don't care that people actually go hunting in Red Dead Redemption. But let's go ahead and use a Pokemon spokesperson to say, hey, don't shear sheep. Even though sheep need to be sheared in order to live a happy life, because... Their wool doesn't stop growing and can actually they, cause like back problems and skin diseases for like, not curing them. Where's PETA getting on Billy Bob's big buck shoot? <laughs> what about um, any fishing simulator? Because, like, yeah, where, you know, what about Dale Earnhardt Roadkill Simulator 2018? Woo. <laughs> Why are they on that? No, it's let's talk about Pokemon and tell people that, hey, don't shear Pokemon wool. Fuck you, PETA. Right. I just. Just in general, like, fuck PETA. <laughs> I have issues with PETA on a lot of things and make fun of them regularly. I still believe that instead of for people for the ethical treatment of animals, they're for, they should just be people eating tasty animals and we can go from there. We can just change yeah. their whole mission. They start showing pictures of nice, rare, and medium-rare steaks. You know, no steak sauce. Steak sauce is for the weak. Oh, if no. you have steak sauce, that means your did, steak was overcooked. Did you know Maybe put a nice steak- little horseradish right on the side, though. A little horseradish on a nice cooked steak. Mm. Good compliment. But did you know that steak sauce was actually created right in the middle of the Civil War? <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? Right. It's Wait like, a minute. Are you trying to tell me that people ate people? I mean, I am not confirming nor denying that statement for I was not there. I'm just letting you know that steak sauce became a thing in the middle of the Civil War and you can take whatever you want from that. You know what? Now that we're on this <laughs> subject, I just wanted to say, have you seen this brand out there called Soylent? I've not. So apparently there's a brand of soy whatever I've seen ads for now. It's called Soylent. And they have di- different names for things. And I just want to put it out there that Soylent Green is people. And we'll just Ooh. leave it at that. Ooh. Like that's all <laughs> I get when I see their name is just Soylent Green is people. Yeah. And I actually, so I just hopped on Google and like I just typed in Soylent, and then it went to like people also ask, is Soylent made from humans? <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's from, yeah, it's it's an old 
movie <laughs> where at the end it just starts screaming, Soylent Green is people. <laughs> so. Random aside number ding. Yeah, we've had plenty random number asides here. I don't care. We're it's, having it's, fun. That, that's all that matters. Um, speaking of having fun together, we won't be able to do this in our next topic. Trials Nancy, of you know Mana. I'm married, right? I mean, and I'm almost there, so like, we're fine. <laughs> well, anyway, just, she should know better by now. Topics. You're not my type. <laughs> <laughs> but Trials of Mana, the remake has no multiplayer option. So I know you have some strong feelings about this, so let me just kind of gloss over um, what I have found. Uh, so it looks like, you know, the re the remake is looking beautiful and it gives, you know, you know, it gives new light to the series, um, but it will no longer provide a co-op version or in this version and that the developers want to focus on the single player part of the game. Um, mm -hmm. So, and I know a lot of people liked the multiplayer aspect because like you could play with friends and like... Yeah. I know you have the exact opposite opinion, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you go now. Have fun. I want to say that people complaining about the fact that they're not giving you a multiplayer option on a remake of a game that's never been released in America until the multi collection was officially released on E3 need to shut up. <laughs> the only way they played this game is by themselves on their damn computers, like weebs, like I did. Oh, you weeaboo. That being said. These games really aren't needing to be multiplayer. Yes, Secret of Mana had multiplayer. Final Fantasy Adventure didn't. It was a Game Boy game. Secret of Mana's multiplayer was frustrating as fuck. Yes, really? you could have three players play on the Super Nintendo with a multi-tap. That's cool. That's great. You're locked into the same screen. You can't progress without each other. If one of you dies, it's game over for that person until they can bring you back, etc., etc. The list goes on. You can hurt each other, steal each other's kills. There's a lot that can go wrong. I don't care that there's no multiplayer in this. They're not really designed to be multiplayer games. Their multiplayer features are like Final Fantasy VI having multiplayer. It's there in case your little brother wanted to play the fucking game. Get over it. But then, like, also... It, if what you're telling me is true, then it's like your little brother's then going to just like mess up the whole game. Like he's either going to like kill you on accident or he's going to take something from you or he's going to die and then you're screwed. So it's like, yeah, it's just, it's not worth it. So who cares if you want the multiplayer experience, go buy the secret of Mana collection for 40 bucks and play the 2d version. That was, let me say this again, never officially released in America until this collection. The West never got this. It was a Japanese exclusive. Be happy with what you're getting and that you're getting it at all. Yep, you get what I you get. I know on a lot of games, a I have a lot of the opposite opinion on that. And I've said that before, that I wish they had done more. And I understand the need for wishing. But that's on games that were released worldwide and very recent. This is a remake they're giving us of a game that was never released in the West. Let's just be happy we're getting it at all because nobody asked for it. Yeah, it's a nice... A nice like, thing that they're doing for us. Like, I'm not complaining that the Final Fantasy VIII remake is just swapping into Cydia sprites for the old block-figured sprites and calling it a quote-unquote remake. <laughs> but 
I'm not complaining because Final Fantasy VIII was one that apparently Square had lost files to over the years that said it could never be done, and we're getting it. Be happy with what you get. They find ways to make us happy and to make us shut up. So don't complain, otherwise they take it away, and then then everyone's even more mad. So just... Well, exactly. It's just be happy with what you get. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I just... It is what it is. People are going to complain. People are going to people, basically. I mean, the Secret of Mana remake's not even on Switch yet, so let's <laughs> be happy this is coming, too. <laughs> Right. Um, but I got nothing else. It's just, come on, guys. <laughs> just grow up. We're adults now. Hissy fits get us nowhere. Yeah. They really so, don't. So what's next on our agenda, Monsieur Corey? I don't know. What else did you send us to talk about this evening? <laughs> did you want to talk about Konami? Oh, the TurboGrafx-16. Something else we didn't ask for. <laughs> We're getting a lot of stuff for no reason, and it's kind of nice. So this is going to probably end up like the Sony one did, like the Sony mini console did, I'll be honest. I'm TurboGrafx-16 mini. Um, this console didn't do well in America to begin with. Um, but why not? We're going to get a TurboGrafx. So... Back in the day, it was an effort between NEC and Hudson. It was a console they made back to compete with, I think, the Super Nintendo uh, or the Genesis. Got some games confirmed that are going to be coming, which is going to have R-Type, Wise Book 1 and 2, New Adventure Island, Ninja Spirit, Alien Crush, and Dungeon Explorer confirmed for North America and Europe. This console in Japan's going to be getting Bonk's Adventure, Draculix, I'll go into that in a minute. Uh, the Kung Fu China Warrior, Wise 1 and 2, Superstar Soldier, Dungeon Explorer. So some different things, right? Mm-hmm. So Dracula X being cool coming is that it's... That's Castlevania. <laughs> oh, really? That's all it, it is? It's Castlevania Dracula X, which is actually... It's the game that followed Symphony of the Night. Really good game. Okay. Exclusive to this console. Um. In Europe, it was known as the PC Engine. Um, so it's interesting. It doesn't. It didn't sell well when it came out. That's why you saw Dracula exported over to the Super Nintendo. Right. I mean, so. if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be honest, I haven't heard of any of these games. So it, like, just none. It's games played on cards and CDs. They didn't really have cartridges. Oh. I would okay. much rather see them make a Neo Geo than a TurboGrafx, to be honest. Because at least the Neo Geo was arcade quality. Oh, was- Speaking of the PlayStation Classic, though, because I saw it today. I was at Walmart today. Uh-huh. They're still selling it at full price. At Walmart? Even Those though, like, we talked about it? bastards are still selling it at 60 bucks. So you want to know what you got to do? Is you got to go because to I don't where... want it. No, but hear me out, okay? It's a, it's a good way to make some profit. Is you go to where they're selling for $20 and then returning it at Walmart without a receipt for 60 So it's $40 profit per unit. 
on a Walmart gift card that I'm then going to turn around by Switch games. Probably. You're right. Totally yeah, worth so it. There you go. So you get like, I mean, just that's normal economics for you, man. So you gotta, you gotta take the opportunity and use it. No, we're not advocating theft. It's not we're advocating theft. for finessing the game. It's a different. Yeah. And it's also the Walden family. So who gives a shit? <laughs> that's a good point. It's the free so, market. Let me be free and do what I want. <laughs> you know, let's talk a little bit more about games for a second. Cause I want, do want to talk about the, 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 um, the controversy sweep in the Pokemon fandom right now. Big controversy sweep in the Pokemon fandom, Nancy. Oh, what's the big controversy sweeping the Pokemon fandom right now, Corey? Pokemon Sword and Shield will not have a national Pokedex in it, and people are pissed. You have any idea how many fucking Pokemon there are, though? Like, like, how would you expect to get that all in a game? I'm sorry. I'm just thinking realistically here. And like, I... Like, Going on record saying, like, I've never played Pokemon. I understand there's thousands now with every no, generation that comes out. There's only, like, I think 800? Okay, that's still a lot. 900? Uh, 700? My resident Pokemon expert isn't answering me, so I can't actually answer that question. You know what? Hold on. I have I another like 760 Pokemon. something. Hold on. I have another Pokemon. 807 Pokemon total. According to Google, our other resident Pokemon expert. Oh, I was just going to ask my Pokemon <laughs> guru. But yeah, no national decks. People are pissed. I you know, think that's going to make my life easier to complete a Pokedex personally, but you know. Yeah. So. Actually, since I mean, we're talking about Nintendo, we do need to talk about that E3 shit, don't we? We do need to talk about that E3 shit. So who do you feel won in E3, Nancy? Definitely Nintendo. And I mean, it's partially one because I'm just such a Nintendo fangirl. And like everyone heard how excited I got on our last episode of like all things that were announced for Nintendo at E3. Mm -hmm. So I would be lying if I didn't have my biased opinion of like Nintendo just killing the game for us. Okay. So, and I mean, between. Luigi's Mansion, which is probably like my number one hype. Mm, okay. Um, just because I, I like the spoopiness. Like I, and I'm super excited for the call. Like there's so much about Luigi's Mansion 3 that I'm just super excited for. Um, so between that and I mean, what else? And then like so the who- Breath of the Wild 2 announcement, I, I spooted a little bit. So, what are your three favorite things for me? Three, obviously, Luigi's Mansion. Yes, um, Luigi's Mansion number one, uh, the Breath of the Wild announcement, definitely number two. Um, okay. Just that's why I'm playing it again, and then what's my number? So, <sighs> I will probably have to say. I can't say, like, Pokemon or Animal Crossing because I've never played, like, any of them. So it's hard for me to be like, yeah, this is... This is Right, it. right. So, um... No, I don't know what my third one is. 
Honestly. Okay. What would okay, let's just actually let's change it then. Let's have two good and what's a bad? What's a bad thing you saw at E3? What's something you didn't like? Let's go there. Something I didn't like. Um I would probably say Honestly, it's gonna sound kind of stupid, uh, but Minecraft Dungeons. Okay. <laughs> no, I respect because... Minecraft Diablo. That's what I call it. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what it is, and it's I mean, and we're gonna end up playing mind. it. I know, I know, but I don't I don't mind Minecraft. I've never really played Diablo, but I've seen it played. Honestly, but... if we're gonna get Minecraft Dungeons, we might as well just both buy Diablo three and jump on that train with Mister Ron. Yeah, and we all have something to play together. But it just I was like, really, because. With Minecraft, like with how open creatively it is for it to take this like dungeon route, I felt was kind of a cop out. Yeah, because there's so much you can do, and like I mean, like people have built like fully functioning like Nintendo Game Boy games in Minecraft. They've you know broken world records, and like there's so much like creativity. Like it's like basically another universe. Mm-hmm. And they decide to go with dungeons. So that one was really the biggest flop for me. Okay. So who lost E3? I mean, who Sony, because the they didn't show up. <laughs> See, I still disagree, because E3 didn't, EA didn't show up either. That's true. Well, EA is its whole, I, I don't like EA. <laughs> Just <All> right. at all. <laughs> so. so I disagree that Sony lost, but I'll explain my, dis- my, my reasoning in a minute. Okay. I'm going to go with my winner of E3, I've already said, is Nintendo. Mm-hmm. My reasoning is because of all the games they brought, each and every one of them showed us something that Microsoft's 60 games didn't. Gameplay. That's true, because we only got, like, trailers for... Nintendo brought us gameplay for every game that they showed off in one form or another. And if they didn't, they highlighted it as not gameplay footage. Like in the Smash trailers, not gameplay footage or footage not final. Right, or even like with with Breath of the Wild, even like the, they're like this is in development, but like it still looked very fleshed out for what we did get. And, and for like, what they didn't show gameplay wise, they expanded on in the Treehouse Live coverage that they streamed. So they covered E3 very well with the Treehouse Live showing Luigi's Mansion, Pokemon gameplay, and Mario Maker gameplay, and they didn't even talk about Mario Maker or Pokemon in those directs in those in that direct. They talked about games that are still coming. Right. Think about that. They didn't cover the two biggest games coming this year for them. Mario Maker in a couple of weeks and Pokemon at the end of the year. The two biggest sellers they're going to have this year. Well, right. But they also had the like the Mario Maker like invitational that they had like a couple prior. Yeah, shout out to Beard Boy coming in second. Yeah. Overcoming his anxiety like a G. Shout out to the homie. But (laughs) so Nintendo won definitely. They brought it. Um, so what are your top two then? And then you're bad. My top two things from E3. I will have to say number one is definitely Final Fantasy VIII Remake. Or Remaster, rather. The Final Fantasy VIII Remaster is definitely one of my... what In that top two, it was great. Um, my second, honestly, would probably be... Well, 
That's art. actually it's it's <laughs> tough to think of a second thing because there was a lot that was announced, but it would really be the fact that um, Banjo was coming to Smash. That was just unexpected. A thing that we asked for and didn't think we were ever going to get. and then we- Yeah. In a good way. Good dead. As for the bad, uh, fuck Bethesda and their Commander Keen announcement. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck that. Beth- Commander Keen is not a mobile game. They shouldn't have done it. They could have given us that. I'm glad that the franchise is seeing new life and that the IP is not dead, but I feel this is a way that they could have just maintained control of the IP. It's like, hey, this wasn't around. We're about to lose these rights. Hey, let's put out a shitty game. Yeah. I know I just went off on saying be happy with what you get, but this isn't fundamentally Commander Keen. (laughs) Yeah, that's not... That being said, I'll probably download it. I'll try it. See what it's like. Probably hate it. Probably not install it. it. Yeah. But as It'll for who lost E3, drive. I've got a two-way tie between Ubisoft and Microsoft. Really? Ubisoft for showing off one game and a, one new game and then a shitload of DLC. And Microsoft for showing us nothing but footage and a hypothetical new console specs that still aren't more powerful than what Sony announced at their direct thing before E3. Sony's PS5 specs are more powerful than Microsoft specs. Ooh. Sony did not lose E3. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're just like, we're too good so for that. That's my toss-up. Is Microsoft being too overhyped and Ubisoft not showing us enough substance? The only thing worth a damn was Watch Dogs, and those two first two games didn't sell well at all. The third one is trying to show us you can be anybody. Congratulations. Yay. Yourselves. It's almost it's almost like Sim. <laughs> you could be anybody. It's just come on now, guys. You know, be realistic. Show off new stuff. This is what E3 is for. Right, Everything up to Nintendo felt like anime filler. I heard somebody say that the other night, and I'm stealing it because it's true. Hey, be careful with stealing things, though. Hey, you know what? I'm actually calling it out <laughs> and said that that's what I heard. But it's exactly, you know, that is a good point to make is how it felt yeah. was like anime filler. I'm totally blatantly taking the line. If I remember who I heard it from, I'll, I'll <laughs> say it. But, right. but regardless, no, I- it's just. It's how it felt. Um, it makes sense because Microsoft announcing all these games coming to Xbox One and Microsoft, you're ditching console exclusivity to bring in PC. So why does anybody want your next generation console when all of these games are coming to Game Pass? Right. So why even bother? Especially if, like, what you said, where the console's not even going to be as powerful as Sony's PS5 and opting into PC, so it's like they're really... by the time this console comes out with its locked frame rate, PC will be further ahead. (laughs) Think about this. These consoles are a year off, at least. Microsoft has said that their Project Scarlet is one year off. PC ray tracing technology that they're using right now on this Xbox is already going to be far ahead before it is going to be a, a little bit further ahead before it hits the market when by around the time this hits the market. 
So they're going to be using older tech. You're going to see the next generation of some graphics cards possibly come out that have perfected it a little bit better while the console's using last gen tech. Yeah. And I mean, but that's always something that's like kind of hard to control and predict. But Microsoft's I mean, trying to harp on their SSD and solid state drives that are working to working to bring a better Microsoft experience to this Xbox. So they have to know what they're doing. So they need to, they need to, sorry, I'm not, I'm stuff. not, you know, one, I, sorry, no, I'm not the, the, the misspeaks that they have in their things in their press conference, describing the tech that, you know, prides itself on being Microsoft and cutting edge and look at windows 10 and how flashy it is, but we take out your voice assistant. <laughs> I need to mute myself before I really go off. Yeah. So I think, I think all in all though, it was a good ethos. You know, it was. It was good for when it was good. It was this bad. This was the E three of remakes. Everything's a remake, though. That's <laughs> that's the whole. We got an Avengers game with an ogre look. We've got Final Fantasy. We're getting remakes and remasters of games that came out twenty plus years ago from everybody. <laughs> This year's E3 really is just the E3 of filler arcs. And hopefully we will get some new content next year. <laughs> um, unpopular opinion, E3 is dead. I mean, with everyone having their own directs now, and like that's when they their like new game, thing like that. E3 used to yeah. be the big event where you didn't really, all the big new games shown off, talked about, and now you get these direct streaming, and in the age of the internet, it's not needed. You get yeah. more world premiere, you get about the same world premieres for games now at the fucking video game awards on Twitch. Right. Times are a-changing, and I think like, E3 is a relic of the past. I think you're just going to start seeing more of these individual events like E3, like EA and Sony have done recently and like Nintendo continues to do with its directs periodically. I think that's yeah. the way it should be more going. Yeah, and I mean, it also keeps them more current too because like, I mean, like, especially with, you know, the age of the internet and everyone like getting information like right here, right now and like all these, you know, like and just like everything is just updated like all the time waiting until like a one time a year event to like announce things isn't really viable business anymore. We'll and see what happens with E3. <sighs> yeah. Time will tell. So, and I think it's about that time for our PSA of the day. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So our PSA of the day involves Apple AirPods. And apparently, there was a survey of like 1,010 people um, that enjoy listening to music um, and are, you know, in loving embraces with another human being um, while doing the deed. Um, so, you know, it's a very interesting type of survey, but it turns out that 17% of AirPod owners who responded to this survey are um, having relations with their AirPods in. 
And according to this article on CNET, uh, the survey didn't ask why, <laughs> even though I wish they did, because I would like some more backstory on this, especially since I have AirPods. Um, and like also like what kind of music they were listening to or if they were like podcasts. Like I've got a lot more questions now than answers. Question of the day. <laughs> Are you listening to us on your AirPods? If so, you know, keep doing it. We're almost there. We're you can shoot there. us an email at um at pod thing. Or I'm yeah. sorry, at a thing pod at gmail dot. Or you can tweet me at at pod thing, and um, you can let us know if that's what you do with our podcast. And if so, kudos for keeping the rhythm. Question mark. Yeah. Don't don't let this freak you out. We're talking to you, Jerry. You got this? Yeah, Fred. <laughs> Keep going. We believe in you. Bust that nut. Um, anyways. Um, on that... <laughs> on, on that note, I think our that, PSA... Um, of the... That bombshell? Yeah. <laughs> I don't our, know. Our, our PSA of the day for you guys really is just going to... Be considerate. Take the mouth. headphones off. Yeah. Take when them out. you're getting nasty with somebody, take the headphones off. I'm sure your partner would appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, as much as we all like looking at robot antennas, there's a time and place for them. The bedroom Look, is just because you want robot penises hanging out of your ear doesn't mean anybody else wants to see those penises. Yeah, put, put those robot penises away. Put them away. <laughs> all right, guys. I think we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. You know I where to find us on all of our socials by now. If not, links are always in the description down below. Yep. So on that note, take out those dildos. <laughs>